Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to episode 321 or 321, as it's written down, uh, of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with. How are you doing? I'm okay, David. How are you uh, doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. So, it's been a few weeks since you've been on. What have you been up to? I got the trailer last week for Zoe's yes. uh, Christmas. Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, I think is what they're, they're calling it. Very good. I think it's about two or so minutes, and it's basically Mo uh, singing a Christmas song and Zoe looking as confused as always, but <laughs> in the best possible way, because that's obviously how it uh, all sort of works. Funny thing, I, I watched the trailer... Um, in front of my mum and dad who haven't seen the show yeah. and both of them looked a bit confused and I thought <laughs> okay if they are if they ask a question I'll explain what's going on because yeah. it, it kind of made sense that they would look a bit confused because yes. obviously everyone's breaking out into song and dance and Zoe is kind of like walking around but obviously that's how it works uh, and I'm just sitting there smiling away and they're both looking very confused but uh, <laughs> no really good trailer uh, somebody pointed out before I'd seen it that it was taken all in one shot and then I realised that that's what happened oh uh, I hadn't noticed that but once I saw it yeah, yeah no, I, I only noticed because uh, somebody else said something so again just just really good stuff um yeah I was smiling like all the way through uh, I, I smile most of the time when I watch the show anyway and yeah. there's something obviously bad happens but uh, no really good I think it's uh is it November December 1st or something like that December um, 1st yeah uh, as we mentioned last week when Gray was on E4 will not have finished running out the second season but the second season does end before Christmas I think it, the last episode goes out around the 20th so in actual fact you're just gonna have to kind of put off i know you've seen the whole of the second season but I, i'll just put off watching it until it's a little bit closer to christmas which is fine you know i'll still get to watch it before christmas so that's okay mm-hmm. but uh really enjoyed that that was great um i saw uh the because i noticed lionsgate started tweeting about the show a bit more obviously they're they're uh, trying to promote it for roku and everything and they said the episodes are available but i went and checked and they weren't i'm guessing they aren't at the moment because e4's running them out or something yeah um they are available in america um right. it, they're all the first and second season are available in roku in america i would think once e4's run them out i suspect they will end up on roku in the uk as well at some point in the future but there's obviously licensing things that they'll need to figure out before then yeah so because I want to try and uh, convince more people to watch the show and at the moment there isn't really like a good place to no. go and visit season one unless you buy it which I which I think is worth the money but other people might not because they don't know maybe much about the show or yeah. you know it's a bit more difficult to sell people on the show instead of usually when you say hey it's on Netflix and most people subscribe to Netflix or something mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be easier to do that once I can say hey it's on Roku it's not only completely free but you don't need to like obviously you know pay for it and and that sort of thing yeah. my dad's probably going to take about six months to do it but i'll try and convince them to uh, to watch the show as well they just sometimes they take a little bit of time to get rid of the things i recommend but uh yeah really uh looking forward to that as well have you been enjoying season two? Oh so yeah far? yeah very much so i mean it's just such a wonderful series that from start to finish the first season was amazing i'm really enjoying the second season you know although they moved a few things around it's still working really really well and still very very enjoyable so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to this christmas episode i hope that goes down really well and i hope that means they're going to do more even if it's more movies rather than more series possibly moving forward but hopefully they'll get them back together to do more yeah Uh, what episode is it on on e4 i think it's about i think it's episode five five or six five or six something 
anything like that, yeah. Cool. Uh, so other than that, I've uh, been playing a lot of Metroid Dread, which is on the Switch, part of the uh, a Metroidvania-like type of game, which basically means you need to explore a bit more. I'm really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. This is my first, not only my first, is it my first Metroidvania? It's my first Metroidvania that I've played properly or, mm-hmm. or like fully tried. Because I think I've played things like Dead Cells before that just didn't really kind of work, maybe a few others, but this is my first like proper attempt at a Metroidvania. And it's my first Metroid game as well. I know that there's the, right, uh, right. I think the original trilogy, there's supposed to be Metroid 4 Prime in development, but this came out in the meantime. Um, it's an interesting game because it's not something I usually play at all. And the idea to me of going back and forth between levels and finding stuff, I don't really like, but I'm really enjoying in, in this game. So maybe this game has kind of changed my perspective on that. It's one of them games where when I know what I'm doing and where I'm going, I'm having a complete blast playing this game (laughs) but i was stuck on one particular part for about like three days um (laughs) because I, i knew roughly what i needed to do but i just couldn't quite break my way sort of through it and then i looked up about probably four different youtube videos to figure out what i needed and was i missing a power up that i needed to break something turns out that was the case because i was very determined i was like i don't want to give up now i'm really enjoying this and i'm like you know three four hours in i don't want to just throw the game away because i can't get past it so i knew there was an answer out there somewhere obviously i just wanted to find what it was I had to basically go backwards to a previous like actual area, which meant I had to get on this futuristic train system right. sort of thing, which I kind of suspected, but didn't know for sure. So I didn't want to like go all the way back through the level and then make a mistake. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did that. I got this new power up thing. Then I defeated a big boss, which was fun. But no, I'm really enjoying it so far. And it feels when I actually get past certain parts in the game and I unlock something or I progress it feels really rewarding so uh, it's like you've unlocked this thing it's like cool now I can go on and progress and use this new ability so uh, I'm really enjoying it but I am frustrated on like certain parts but it's okay so what's your kind of experience with Metroid games or Metroidvanias um, and, and that sort of thing I am aware of it because I mean the game itself has been around since like 1986 I mean it, it's you know it's got a long long history I mean, it predates, it was on the Famicom originally. So, I mean, it sort of predates the sort of snares and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I'm aware of the game. I may have played it at some point, but I don't really remember <laughs> but i may have played one iteration of it but i don't play nintendo stuff all that much so it's just not one that have really kind of it's it passed me by a little bit this but i am aware of the name and i'm aware of it sort of being around and you know there have been so many different variations of it it went through a bit of a sort of resurgence in the sort of early 2000s and then kind of disappeared for a bit and then it's kind of had a few more releases and then it's back now with metroid dread and then they've got metroid prime coming out at some point or metroid Prime 4 coming out at some point, haven't they? So, so it's not one that I've played all that much, if at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know it's hugely popular. I know it's a big franchise. I was just very impressed with it when they showed it off at the Direct. I was like, this actually looks quite good and I'm new to this, so I'll kind of just jump on here. Mm-hmm. And the story, like you can jump on, it's quite a simple kind of story. You basically just crash land on this planet and your objective is to get to your ship. So it's not really like a story heavy at the moment anyway. It's not really like a story heavy sort of situation. So there's no sort of canon or story that I feel like I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new show on Apple TV Plus called Invasion. Uh, the fifth episode went out on Friday. I watched it yesterday. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I've seen some criticism about it in terms of there's too many characters and plot lines right. and that the show is kind of too slow. I can see why people are saying that, but I'm not. There's a difference between a slow burn because Game of Thrones used to do a slow burn, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Or sort of a, a slow pace. Yeah. And I think this is just doing kind of a slow burn. There's been little teasers of these aliens and so it follows five different characters in completely different areas some of them are in different countries i think one of them is in like japan or somewhere one of them's in the u.s one of them's on this like farm area that this sort of sheriff one's in the uk one's in the u.s one of the characters is uh, deployed for the army so you see them out in the desert and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and it tells their story of each how they come across this alien threat and how they deal with it so it does switch between i think it's five different different groups of characters but I like the way they do it though um, it's very difficult to actually balance something like that because some shows do it very badly some shows do it quite well but the one thing that's kind of made it a bit better I think is unlike with certain other shows where you think okay you're showing these different groups of characters 
and they're not meeting up. There's no reason at all for these characters to meet up. So in terms of me thinking, let's say, okay, these two characters will meet up and then they'll have more joined scenes because I know that's not going to happen anyway because these people don't even know who each other are. It's supposed to be just this person in this country, this person in this country, because I know that they're very, very unlikely to ever meet up until maybe right at the end or something. I'm not as bothered about that aspect. Mm -hmm. It's more of a case of just flipping between. It is It is still quite a few characters. It is still five. Mm -hmm. But um, it cuts the scenes off at reasonable kind of moments where you're not like got too much of a cliffhanger. Doing a good job of doing something I think is, is quite difficult, which is balancing these five different characters. The other aspect I kind of disagree with a little bit, which is that we haven't seen enough of the alien and it took quite a few episodes for them yeah. to actually say the word alien. There's glimpses of the alien in episode one and episode four that's not really like a spoiler you don't see too much but the show's not trying to hide the aliens away completely they're just trying to keep them as a bit of a mystery yeah and there is actually quite a big scene i think in like episode three where there's this like big ship sort of thing that's that's shown off so they are showing more and more of them and you kind of know they're always in the background they could show up so i i like the way they're doing the story so far it's quite surprising me and i'm invested in all five of the uh, different characters there's not one particular one where I think, hey, get off of that one and go back to this character. <laughs> right. I, I'm sort of sort of invested in all of them. But there's a lot of variety as well because all these people are very different. You've got like a bunch of school kids that you follow. They have a teacher with them. They're on this like school trip. Like I said, there's the army guy, there's the sheriff, there's the person that's at like a space station sort of thing. Right. Uh, then there's like um more like a domestic house situation, like a uh, I think it's two kids, a dad and a mum. They're just at home living their normal lives. I think that's all of the characters. But yeah, I like it so far. It's about five episodes in. But have you seen any of this or heard of any of it at all? I've heard of it. I saw that it was coming out. I haven't got around to starting it yet. It is one that I do want to go and watch. It's interesting the people behind it because it was created by David Will, who is the creator of Hunters, which was the Nazi hunting Amazon series that was released what oh, last, yeah, yeah, last I year, that. I think it was. He did that. The other guy involved in it is Simon Kimberg. And Simon Kimberg's CV is mixed, I think it's fair to say. He's done things like Jumper, which he was writer and producer on. Uh, he did the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. He's been involved in X-Men First Class, and he was the writer on X-Men Days of Future Past. He did X-Men Apocalypse and uh, Dark Phoenix, which he wrote and directed, which is, is arguably one of the worst of the uh, X-Men movies. And th that Fantastic Four movie, which got completely slated. I didn't think it was quite that bad. It just changed the, the one that was like an individual film. Yeah, the, the one that yeah, yeah. sort of cast them all the, as... The younger of, cast. Yeah, younger yeah. cast. I can see why people took against it. I think taking it on its own, it actually wasn't that bad, but... Um, I, I, never, I never saw that one. Yeah. So, so you know, he, he's been a little bit mixed some of his uh, history, but they're experienced people and they've dealt with a lot of this sort of stuff before. So it does look like it's going to be quite an interesting series. What is interesting is what you said about the fact that, oh, we, you know, people are complaining it's a bit slow because I that's sort of the impression I got from it from the trailers and stuff would be maybe it's it's going to be a bit slower paced and it's going to be that mm. sort of sci-fi but there's, there's a lot kind a of going thing. on so yeah. there's a lot for them to kind of get through as mm. well i feel like what's going to happen with this is i'm going to get really really into it the more episode i mean i'm already really into it but i'm going to really enjoy it everyone else is going to kind of really not like it and it'll get cancelled or something <laughs> i don't know and then i'll be really disappointed so yes. I'll, I'll make the most of it while it's still around yeah but we'll see I, I, I'm not quite sure how Apple sort of works in terms of how they judge renewals and stuff numbers versus seem, what it costs I guess yeah yeah it, it does seem like a lot of people are actually watching it but some people just don't really like it quite so much yes. so I don't know um, the other thing Dickinson season 3 came back uh, launched the 3 episodes Apple started doing that more now haven't they yeah launching a series and then you'll be like oh there's there's a new episode no there's 3 new episodes to <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. which they did with uh, Invasion I think they started off with 3 when that came out and obviously that was 3 hours of content it's back with uh, Hayley Stunfeld as, as 
as Emily Dickinson, the poet. The one slightly disappointing is there's a very minor sort of, not even really complaint, more of an observation. They started off the season with this like mini war set piece and it lasted for two minutes. And I was like, oh, this is kind of different. And I didn't really expect this. And then they sort of went right past it. But then they do keep referencing during the show that there's like a war still going on in the country. They're focusing a bit more this season on like the family dynamic. There's a particularly bad dynamic that's going on with the the dad and uh, the son. There's a child involved and mayhem kind of broke loose in some of the episodes. There's some like relationshipy kind of stuff going on, but it's handled in much more of a mature way in that there feels like there's a bit more weight and, and some more stakes to these some of these relationships because basically if certain people in the show found out about certain relationships given the time period and how things like that are treated in that day and age, it might not go so well. One of which involves a relationship that Emily has with another character, which I was quite invested in as well. Yeah, overall, they're kind of short episodes, which is not a bad thing. They're about half an hour each, the first three episodes, which follows on from what they were doing the previous two seasons. But I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, this is the final season, the third and final season. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it all kind of uh, wraps up. Uh, but Haley's got a, uh, a big month because she's got Hawkeye at the end of the month and uh, Dickinson at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually look up, but I wonder if her, ber- if her birthday's in November. That would really like, make it a complete month. But no, it's, it's, it's good so far. I don't think you've seen any of this show. I've seen a few episodes here and there because I've interviewed some people involved with it, but that sort of makes it slightly difficult because I had to watch a couple of episodes of the second season before I had finished the first. So I've seen bits from sort of all over the place, which just makes me a little difficult for me to now kind of go back and like go, okay, I need to pick it up from here and, and kind of move forward. But then I've seen like that episode in season two and that and so I may go back and watch it at some point, but um yeah, I enjoyed what I saw. It was fun. It was a fun series, mm-hmm. but uh, just tricky because I was sort of all over the place with it. Yeah. Her birthday's in December, so it's a month off from <laughs> uh, what I was thinking. Uh, 11th of December. So there you go. That would be good. And then just a bit of news I wanted to include, actually. I saw this tweeted from Neil Druckmann yesterday. It says, Alas, my time in Canada, which a lot of, fi- a lot of things film in Canada, don't they? Mm-hmm. Alas, my time in Canada has come to an end to the best TV crew in the world. Thank you for your incredible work, your passion and for making me feel so welcome. I will miss you terribly. Excited to return to Naughty Dog, which is where they make the The Last of Us games. And he says, and some warmer weather <laughs> so yes. as well. And then he's got like one of those Clapper filming boards. things yeah. yeah, that he's got in front of them. So it seems they're probably wrapped filming it, season one then, well, which is... Uh, it, it sounds like the way I'm reading it from the other reports I've seen around it, it sounds like he's wrapped his work on season one. So they may right. still have some episodes and bits and pieces to shoot, but yeah, he... Maybe some reshooting or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, I mean, he's he was directing some of the episodes, so it sounds like he's done with all the directing that he was doing on that, and maybe he's just got to go back to Naughty Dog and actually do his day job back over yeah. there. But So yeah, they may still be working on it, but it certainly sounds like it's getting through them anyway yeah good. i've seen a lot of like behind the scenes kind of photos and stuff and mm-hmm. bella ramsey and pedro have both posted like lots of different things about filming who are obviously playing joel and ellie so i'm i'm very excited hopefully we get a trailer before the end of the year or something That'd be um nice. who knows they might even do some sort of trailer at like it'd be a little bit strange that but they could do it maybe a trailer at like the game awards which is in december that's, yeah. that's maybe a possibility because you know it ties into the gaming world yeah that would be a logical place to do it actually so, yeah yeah yeah, uh, that's what I've been up to, David. How about you? Gaming-wise, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy, which you, you've been playing some of this, hadn't you, I think? Yeah, I played about three, four hours, maybe, maybe, maybe two okay. to three. And it just didn't quite click with me, unfortunately. I thought there were some good ideas maybe behind it, but I just didn't quite end up getting invested. And uh, one of the one of the Yeah, it, it is a bit of a shame because I thought like, yeah, okay, it is from you know, Square Enix who were responsible for the Avengers and stuff. Stuff, but it was from Ideos this time, the different different developer, because Ideos did this uh, Guardians game and then Crystal did the Avengers game. So I was right. like, you know what? I'm not going to like let the Avengers thing kind of get in my way and I'll go in with like a fresh open mind. Uh, it's a different type of game as well. It's it's just 
just a uh, single player game. Mm-hmm. I found certain gameplay elements to be slightly awkward. I found that the, the t- you know the way you control the team to be sort of slightly awkward because you uh, eventually as different members of the team come into the game can kind of select them to do different things and yeah. I found that to be a little bit awkward. But no, overall, it, I don't think it's a bad game. I'm very much just, uh, it was it was middle for me. I just didn't quite click enough for it to you know, to play another 10 hours or how, however long it would have taken. I played through the whole thing. It took me basically 24 hours to complete it. Not in one sitting, I point out, but uh, it took 24 hours to complete it. Uh, I, I've not gone and done like absolutely everything. There are, are certain achievements which I don't have, but to get through the whole story mode once, it took 24 hours for me. So it's not necessarily the longest of games. Gameplay-wise, you don't control directly the whole team. You're basically playing Star-Lord. And then, as you were saying, you give commands to the other team members, kind of in a similar way with the Mass Effect games. You can kind of point them Uh to say, go and do something specific to that person over there. You know, go and target that person, throw a bomb at it or whatever. And the control is somewhat similar to that. So I was actually okay okay with how they handled that i think that actually works better than you taking direct control of each individual character having star lord as the leader and then letting him direct the action i was playing on the normal difficulty it was a decent challenge in places i thought with some of the fight sequences it's a nice story throughout i mean i I just really enjoyed those characterizations and that story they introduced adam warlock at one point which i mean he's been in trailers and stuff so don't I think that's a huge spoiler but they introduce alan warlock in there and there is a nice sort of overarching story which i'm not going to go into because that would spoil things so it is essentially about the team initially going off doing a job job goes horribly wrong they get caught and they have to pay a fine and then then things sort of spiral from there as it uncovers this larger thing going on this larger sort of conspiracy which is going to kind of take over the galaxy the characterizations of the various team members are based more directly on the comic book they're not based on the film versions so they sort of end up being a kind of mishmash of the two because obviously the film versions are based on the comic book as well they're familiar but they're also slightly different the voices are very similar and people like Drax is still very literal Rocket still sort of got that same sort of accent and he's very sarcastic so the iterations are are ones that you would recognize but visually they look a little bit different as well yeah um i actually really like that version i thought the banter backwards and forwards because if they're all standing in the same room they chat to each other and do you end up getting bits of these like silly conversations where they're talking about what somebody's done or you know so i really like the way it's put together the gameplay reminds me of the uncharted series quite a lot including the mildly annoying what we call quick time cut sequences where you've got to hit the button at a particular point you know it's a a pre-rendered thing where he's i don't know sliding off something and you've got to hit the button at a particular point to make sure the grabs onto a legend doesn't fall to his death they've still got some of those in there which i've never been a fan of but it's fine there's only a few of them it's not that bad and if you do happen to miss and fall off it starts you at the start of that pre-rendered sequence again which is like usually only about sort of 20 seconds beforehand and then you've just got to try and hit the button again so that side of things isn't isn't too bad uh it's certainly if you like the gameplay of those uncharted games this will feel very familiar to you i think and there's a nice little upgrade path of sort of various weapons and stuff that you can get and it's that sort of middle ground between being you know it's not a full-blown rpg it is very much a kind of guided story in the same way that uncharted is you know structurally it's very much like that but Mm -hmm. it's a very nicely put together and well-written story and i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good fun as i say the only thing is is it is a little bit shorter than maybe i'd like for a full-priced game because it came in at 24 hours so right i just ultimately didn't quite uh click with it which is a 
bit of a shame, but I've, I don't like hate it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Had you played through some of the Uncharted games? Yeah, yeah, I've played all the Uncharted games. Did you get that similar sort of vibe from it as well? I feel like Uncharted was a bit more free flowing, maybe. Yes, possibly. I mean, they're both they're both linear games. Like neither of them are open world, but the movement in Guardians felt slightly more stiff. I suppose. Yeah. Not to like a really bad point, but uh, I, I can kind of see some of the comparison that you're making. So. Yeah. So in terms of TV shows, though, Stargirl, I finished. That came to its end. Really enjoyed that series. I think it's one of the strongest out of that sort of Balanti camp of TV shows. We've talked at mm-hmm. long lengths about problems with the Arrowverse, and this sort of sits very much outside it. I'm very interested to see where they go with the next season, because we know that Joe McHale, who played a guest starring role in season one, he was technically a recurring role in season two, but he plays the original Starman, and uh, he's apparently in season three as well that's kind of interesting he's if you've seen the previous seasons you know how that sort of works he's going to be around a lot more in season three because he's a series regular apparently that's kind of interesting the next season seems to be dealing with sort of i think it's called frenemies the third season because they have a theme for each one so this one was called summer school first season was just sort of stargirl the second season was summer school and the third season apparently is called frenemies so it's about sort of them dealing with the enemies who are trying to sort of live in the same town and stuff and they've introduced a new villain who you get to see at the end of the season as well so yeah I really really like that series have, have you been keeping up with that? I'm about two episodes behind but I will uh, finish the season hmm. so but it's been pretty good I think it yeah it's definitely one of the better of the CW superhero shows uh, I think Superman pretty much stands above uh, all of the others given what that's kind of doing mm-hmm. and then the others are just kind of pick and choose I suppose uh, but no it's, it's, it's good um, I maybe haven't enjoyed the second season as quite as much as the first but maybe like just slightly less mm-hmm. yeah um but it's still it's still pretty good it's not been a, a drop of interesting it's just been a, a time thing but i will watch i think it's the last two episodes that i've got i'll watch those at some point yeah no i've been really enjoying that and i am looking forward to that coming back from another for another season the other thing that i started watching was the second season of departure which is this series that is set around it's a fictional transport safety investigation bureau stars Archie Punjabi who is the lead investigator and this first season is actually based in the UK and is based around a plane that goes down the second season seems to be dealing with a train crash which is in the USA and it's this sort of high tech high speed train which crashes and they are trying to figure out whether it was purely an accident or whether there was something more nefarious going on. It's a really interesting drama, though. It has been renewed for a third season as well. It's got Eric McCormack, who you'll know from things like, well, Will and Grace, most notably, but he was in Travellers and Perception as well. Uh, he's joining, apparently, for the third season. Really enjoying that. It's, it's airing on Sky Witness. I think the first season went out recently on Alibi, having originally gone out on Universal TV. It's one of these weird things that uh, seems to be a co-production between a few different people. It's made by an outside company, but then bought by Universal TV. It's run by Global in Canada, I think, with the people who originally commissioned it, but then it ended up airing on Peacock as well, and now is airing on Sky Witness. So it's sort of been all over the place. It's very much enjoying that. It's a good, solid suspense thriller, but the second season is airing now on Sky Witness if you want to go and watch that. Also started The Outlaws, which is the new Stephen Merchant comedy, which is about seven different strangers who are completing community payback sentences in Bristol, which basically is go to this dilapidated old building and clear it out because they want to turn it into a community centre and they're working off their community payback hours by doing that. And uh, it's a really fun mix of characters. It's Stephen Merchant who is there as a, as a sort of lawyer, although a very unsuccessful lawyer. Randomly, you've got Christopher Walken in there, who is an American who is sort of living with his daughter and grandchild. You've got like an activist, a businessman, there's a sort of socialite influencer in there. So there's this weird mix of this group of strangers if you've seen the trailers and stuff you know that there is a more of a sort of thriller aspect to this it ends up with them finding this bag of money and it becomes sort of about what's going to happen with that moving forward as well the six episodes in the series i 
think they're all up on iPlayer. I've only seen the first two at the moment, though. Really, really fun and interesting. Well-written, entertaining little drama uh, or sort of comic crime thriller thing. Mm. Uh, but uh, mm. yeah, well worth going to look at. I've not seen Stephen the Merchant in something for a long time. And uh, I, I did see a little trailer for this the other day. I just kind of forgot that it was coming out. Mm. So because I just don't really go on iPlayer for many things. So I'll have to remember to uh, to do that because, yeah, you got keys on the... Uh, What's it called again? Afterlife? Yes. The Netflix yes, his show. Massive Netflix show, yes. Steven's doing this. I don't know what Carl's doing at the moment. Uh, he's gone because he did like Idiot Abroad and sick of some it. other things. So sick of it is his, his new thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sick of so, it's his main thing, yeah. Even been a while since that's on the air. So they, yeah, they did one in January 2020, but obviously, you know, things haven't oh, really been yeah. shooting as much. So yeah. it, it has I don't think they're planning on doing any more of that. So I don't know what he's doing next, but yeah. I used to really love seeing them all. All, all together now they don't really kind of do yeah. much together anymore but yeah I'll have to follow Stephen on this thing now so are they like a 30 minute comedy sort of thing or are they a bit longer they're longer than that they're either 45 minutes or hours uh, okay. But, okay. So they are they are longer. Yeah, very very enjoyable. You know, it is a sort of this is comedy crime caper thing, which is very fun. It's got a superb cast in it. I mean, as I say, Stephen Merchant, uh, Christopher Walken in there, Darren Boyd is in there as well. He's a wonderful actor. Eleanor Tomkinson, who's great. Dolly Wells, who's great. Ian McKinney is in there as well. So there's there's some wonderful characters in there, wonderful actors in there. But I've also like I'm not caught up on Doctor Who either because I again I just don't really click on iPlayer so I guess I need to click on iPlayer a, yes, a bit more yes, you but, should. Uh, this season of Doctor Who I'm really enjoying the format and I do wonder whether they're going to keep that format it will be interesting moving forward if they actually kept to the six episode format and maybe had those continuous arcs so it was sort of two continuous arcs of six episodes maybe split into two through across hmm. the year might be an interesting way of doing it but I, I don't know I don't know what they're planning on doing um, yeah. yeah there's going to be some changes at Doctor Who when uh, Russell T Davies comes back because it sounds like Bad Wolf of, who are the production team that are coming in to join him who were the original production team on Doctor Who before they went out and formed Bad Wolf hence the name as a separate production company they are coming back along with Russell T Davies and they are going to get more creative control over the direction of the show as well so I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see where they go with it when he comes back as well so they're, they're setting up a few things and they've gone big again with this. They're playing around with things to do with time and timelines and that sort of stuff with the uh, series. Now, I'm not going to go into it because it gets too complicated to explain. Right, but right. as Chris Chibnall did with the last season, which upset some people because he suddenly sort of went, oh, by the way, this isn't the like 13th regeneration of the Doctor. They were like uh, loads before this as well. And she's just forgotten about it which was the sort of big kind of reveal the last season it seems like he might be heading down to do something quite major again this season so um yeah it's it's setting up to be quite an interesting show and the sort of cliffhanger at the end of the episode format which is what doctor who always traditionally ran as i really like how they've set that up so that's been really mm. good the only other two things that I just wanted to quickly mention, uh, Apple TV stuff again, just amazing stuff on Apple TV. Foundation, which I'm really enjoying. That's been a superb series. The Morning Show has been absolutely spectacular. The last two episodes in particular, just phenomenal pieces of TV. Up there with some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad for me. I mean, really, really good bits of TV. Just in case people haven't watched it, I don't want to go into exactly what happens in those two episodes. Okay, I'm episodes behind as well so yeah okay so i'm not going to go into them but i i think they're just some superb work some amazing acting from various members of the cast in that it just i think these last two episodes there is a really particularly heartbreaking hilarious scene in a car between jennifer anderson and the guy that plays chip their sort of producer and there's a scene in the latest episode between those two and it's equal parts gut-wrenching and 
hilariously funny and really really works really well there's just some great work going on on that show very very well put together and uh, I hope it gets nominated for awards again this year because it completely deserves it it's just really mm. really good I'm eager to catch up I, I definitely am I've also still got five episodes of Good Girls left because I just can't seem to finish that season because <laughs> <laughs> it's got 16 episodes so mm. lots of good stuff to watch anyway yes so. certainly uh, lots of good things particularly on Apple TV uh, Apple TV app as well of course is coming to um, SkyQ at some point relatively soon we don't know exactly when yet hopefully that will give more of the Apple stuff a bit wider audience it is going to be an additional pay service in the same way that Netflix is but it's like five quid so it's not like a huge amount for it and there are some phenomenal TV shows you can binge your way through on there and then turn it off after a month you know just great well well worth watching they really have built quite a library haven't they yeah each shows they they, rather than go wide they went very focused on creating a small selection of really really high quality stuff and pretty much every show they've made has been up there with the best of your sort of high-end hbo dramas and just done a phenomenal job with it so please renew invasion as well (laughs) yes yes for that all right so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. Uh, no real cancellations, although there is an announcement that uh, the previously announced third season of Hannah will be the final season this was a creative decision by the guy that created the show. He basically said, I come from a theatre background and theatre things always have three acts. So that was kind of always my original idea. It should round off properly at the end of it. But the third season comes out on the 24th of November. And uh, I really enjoyed the first two seasons of that. So I'm interested to see where they end that drama. Yes, good show. Definitely worth watching. Um, Renewals. We've got uh, Code 404 has been renewed for a third season. I've watched, I think, the first episode of that and then just got lost in the melees of like everything else that was out at the time and I never got back to watching the rest of it. That's the uh, Stephen Graham, Danny Mays comedy, but that has been renewed for a third season, so that will be coming back. Miracle Workers is renewed for season four, so that will be coming back, which I'm very, very happy about because I love that show. Fantasy Island, which has no UK broadcaster at the moment, but that was a show based on, I think, an old movie or TV show, but that's uh, been renewed for season two by Fox, apparently. Wu-Tang, an American saga, has been renewed for a third and final season on Hulu. I'm not sure I think that airs on Disney possibly over here and Heels the Stephen Amell wrestling drama has been renewed for a second season by Stars as well so that will be coming back which is really good news I need to get back to watching the rest of that I never started it it's worth watching it's good in terms of pickups and other news We'll start off with the 100 again. Uh, so up until pretty much the 4th of November, it was set to air on the 5th of November and then suddenly vanished. Somebody said they were actually looking at the guide and it disappeared while they were looking at the guide. That's really weird. It was pulled by 4Music. They're still claiming issues with the Red B Media stuff. Who knows whether that's true or not at this point. It then showed up again on the 15th of November and then disappeared again. We're currently back to having no date for it. They still seem to be implying it's going to come up at some point, but keep an eye on the website. We'll update the listing. You can add it on via the Never Miss and you'll get a notification when we do have a set date. But at the moment, it's just still moving around an awful lot. So we don't have a date for it right now. We're waiting for for music to confirm again if it's going to land somewhere. So uh, just keep an eye out on the website. In other 100 news, the prequel that is a backdoor piloted in this final season and seemed to go down really, really well. It's been in development for two years and the CW have just announced that they're canning it and it's not moving forward. 
So two years down the drain, but you know, it's uh, yeah, their decision. That's what they've decided. They're not going to make any more of it for mm. whatever reason. Yeah, Which, they seem to be dumping quite a few uh, spin-offs because there was a bunch of Arrowverse ones that were <sighs> going to happen. Obviously, this isn't Arrowverse, but um, yeah, CW is an interesting network. Don't know. I just, uh, you know, obviously for us, it's just a case of seeing the uh, final season. Yeah, it's it's interesting with the CW because they rarely actually cancel something once they've actually commissioned it. I mean, they've cancelled one or two things, but it's very rare that they actually cancel something after one season. But there is a lot more things that they sort of seem to be edging towards bringing to an end or they're just not picking up moving forward. So I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, they seem to be moving things around a little bit. Uh, I think the introduction of HBO Max, which has moved some of the DC stuff across as well, and they're sort of, I think they're trying to move a lot of the DC stuff purely onto HBO Max. So yeah, um, yeah. That seems to be the case anyway. Back over here, Clarice, which is the Silence of the Lambs spin-off series. That's been picked up by Alibi in the UK to air at some point in December 2021. We don't know exactly when yet. Technically, that isn't cancelled. I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's you know cancelled one season show. Technically, it isn't. Although I would be quite surprised if it did come back. What appears to have happened was it went out on CBS, didn't do particularly well. It was the lowest rated show on CBS. But it did really well when they put it out on Paramount Plus as a sort of catch-up thing and people were binging through it and really liked it. So it got good numbers on there. So CBS or Viacom CBS basically said, well, why don't we just move it onto Paramount Plus? And I think it's MGM that make it had issues with the financial side of that and it would have meant cutting the number of episodes and stuff. So there was a bit of an argument backwards and forwards between Viacom CBS or CBS Viacom and MGM and it basically stalled. So it's in this sort of weird renewal limbo at the moment where technically it hasn't been cancelled but it also doesn't look like they're probably going to get to move it forward anywhere either. But the one season of it that has already been produced will go out on Alibi at some point in December in the UK if you want to go and watch that. Sky Comedy have announced that they've picked up And Just Like That, which is the Sex and the City continuation series that's coming to Sky Comedy and Now TV in December. Is that what it's actually called? Yes, it's called And Just Like That. Well, it's to do with (laughs) the, it was a phrase that Carrie used to say, I think, on the show. Oh, okay. See, I've never seen any of it, so I wouldn't know that. There you go. That's why. Yeah. So, so yes. And uh, moving over onto Disney Plus, there is a bunch of stuff coming on Disney Plus Day on Friday. So there's a whole load of things coming out on Friday in terms of just straight premieres Home Sweet Home Alone which is a basically a new version of Home Alone Olaf Presents which is Olaf from Frozen doing other Disney movies just sort of reenacting them it's very weird but looks very funny Jungle Cruise is out on Disney Plus as well on that day World According to Jeff Goldblum season 2 is out on that day they've also got some Disney Day Plus specials which is from Marvel Studios so that may have some interesting stuff in it. Under the Helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. There's a documentary thing coming out for that. Uh, there's mm. a, a Simpsons short as well. There's a whole bunch of other things coming out. But uh, the big thing is um, Shang-Chi and Legends of the Ten Ring is also coming out on streaming as well onto Disney+. Plus. So that will be available for people as well. And uh, Dope Sick, which is the big Hulu drama. The first couple of episodes of that are landing on the... Mm-hmm. Um, on the 12th as well I'm guessing that's because it did launch on 12th then yes yeah maybe that's yeah because yeah, then we maybe got it later in March yeah, yeah. That, that's possibly why yeah maybe it's an anniversary thing but yeah I mean for whatever for whatever reason it's November 12th it's Disney Plus Day there's a load of offers and other things like there's some Funko Pop stuff being offered around and from uh, Funko.com and to celebrate Disney Plus and there's some discounts and other bits and pieces but if you go and check out all their social media stuff on Friday there'll be loads of stuff going up of various different things as well so go and keep an eye out on Friday on uh, I mean they're Disney Plus basically spelt plus not the symbol go and check that out across all their social media you should find some interesting stuff around there on Friday moving on to a couple of other bigger news stories the boys dropped 
the first look of one of the new characters coming in season three, Laurie Holden, who uh, people will know from The Walking Dead, is playing Crimson Countess in the new season. They released a shot of her in her superhero outfit, which is, as you might expect, very crimson. So (laughs) basically red from head to toe, joining the upcoming season with a a bunch of other new faces. Nick Weschler, who was in Revenge, is playing a character called Blue Hawk. Miles Garston Venuvla, I think his name is, uh, who was in Law and Order, True Crime, The Menendez Murders. Sean Patrick Flannery from Dexter is playing Supersonic and Gunpowder. Additionally, you've got Kirsten Booth from Orphan Black and Jack Doolan from Mark Seller, who are playing the siblings Tessa and Tommy, aka the TNT twins. And of course, you've got Jensen Eccles, who is joining as the superhero soldier boy, although superhero in quotes in when it comes to the boys usually. And then Laurie Holden playing Crimson Countess in it as well. She looks good in this. It'd be nice to see like Laurie back on. I've not really seen her in anything since The Walking Dead. So, <laughs> No, me neither. That was a long time ago as well when she left the show. I hadn't actually seen her in this outfit until now. I just clicked on the link that you put in the, the notes. Um, yeah, it looks, looks pretty normal and, and stuff. I don't, uh, like I've not read the books and that, so I'm not like completely familiar with the character. But yeah, it'd be good to see her, just see her back in another show. She's probably been in some like smaller things that we maybe well, seen, she was in, uh, yeah, I mean, she was in The Walking Dead. She was in The Americans, actually. She popped up in The Americans for 12 episodes. So she had a run on that. She had a thing called Prove Innocent as well, which I think lasted one season. She was in that. Not been a huge amount in terms of, she's done a few movies in between as well. But yeah, this is probably the, outside of The Americans, this is probably the highest profile thing she's done since The Walking Dead, I would say. I still remember one of my very early comic cons, they did a Walking Dead panel, which she was on. And she was was not happy about having about the way that she was handled on The Walking Dead the way they got rid of her character at all no no it was very last minute as well from what I uh, yes. understand as well and she I think she brought like a house somewhere or uh, yes s- s- something like that yeah those were the uh, Glimmer's era days because that was season three yeah because so. she was supposed to have a bit more similar to the arc that Andrea has in the book which would have gone very differently yeah um, but hey at least she's on this now yeah that's yeah. good that is good it's nice to see her back and it's a fun show to be part of as well so you know there's there's some great casting there so and they have got that spin-off thing coming as well which is Saturday University for superheroes as well which is from the team behind Agent Carter I think that's going to be really interesting as well moving on to uh, other things they uh, had a Stranger Things day which was November the 6th 1983 which was the day where Will Byers disappeared and the world got turned upside down so to celebrate that or commemorate it they've dropped out a bunch of different things one of which was a trailer for the series they also announced that it's coming summer 2022 so there's still a bit of a wait but the uh, teaser trailer features Eleven who is now at school in California and she's penning a letter to Mike and sort of saying how great it is and you know how how she's getting on with life and you know how it's all wonderful apart from the fact that you know the visuals are showing that it's all cliques and bullies she really doesn't have that many friends and she's saying I'm looking forward to spring break because I get to see you kind of thing you know we're going to have the best spring break ever and then it cuts to like things exploding death (laughs) destruction (laughs) all that sort of stuff it's really great really great little kind of teaser trailer for it that's awesome they also announced the titles of the episodes for the show as well so the next season episode titles it's one called the hellfire club which is the first episode vecna's curse is the second one vecna is apparently a D villain it's a lich king kind of thing um, or lich queen sort of thing the monster and the superhero dear billy which is interesting because he's as far as we're aware definitely not very alive so whether that's somebody writing something in a diary to him or something i don't know the nina project the dive massacre at hawkins lab which could be some sort of flashback episode maybe papa and the piggyback so those are the episode titles so make of that what you will but um Mm. did you watch the trailer have you seen i i didn't quite catch this trailer i did see the one before this one kind of creeped up on me a bit Mm. i i kept thinking this weekend there was a trailer that i'd missed it was probably this one yes i'm very much looking forward to the uh, fourth season next year there's some people that have moaned about oh how come this has taken so long but these shows take time to make the art and the craft because you have to be very careful with uh yeah you know especially 
especially when you make a sci-fi show like this, you've got to uh, make sure you're doing it all right. So, and they had to deal with a pandemic in the middle of it. So, that you as know, well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think it's fair that it's taken this long. I mean, last season came out in 2019, 2020. Yeah, so it, it's a little later than maybe it will be because it should have come out this year, but... You know, so it's a year later than maybe it should be, but they got basically delayed because of the pandemic. So, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm but, looking forward um, to it still. How how many seasons do you think it'll have left? I don't know. I, Cause, maybe cause it's one still a more. big hit for Netflix, isn't it? It it's is still a massive thing. I think it's one of those things that they will end it when they creatively think that it should end. And mm. I rather suspect that this could be the last season. It may go on for one more. It maybe they wrap it with a movie or something. I don't know but I don't think it's one of these that's going to go on for like 20 seasons or anything I think it's it's far more likely <laughs> that it will do maybe a fifth season and they might make it to a sixth but it would not surprise me if it ended on this fourth one as well but we'll mm-hmm. see because I know you've even got the factor that the kids aren't quite kids anymore no, but well, you can still that. tell stories with them it's yeah, not like they're yeah, getting no. too old no. you can just tell more sort of young adult stories with them because they, they're, all... they're about like 17, 18 or something aren't they so. yeah yeah and you know as they grow up there are younger characters they're introducing as well so you know there are things you can do with it certainly but yeah and, yeah and they've got a world to play in so we'll see where it ends at the end of the full season but certainly i'm very very much looking forward to this coming it should be awesome so that's all the news we've got for this week just got some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> Highlights for next week. We have Grey's Anatomy returning, which uh, of course joins Station 19. So that is returning on the 10th of November. That's at 9pm. And then it's followed by Station 19 again at 10pm. Sort of, which is a new coming of age comedy coming to Sky Comedy on the 11th of November. That's at 9pm. Then we've got The Shrink Next Door, which is a new limited series starring Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd based on the number one podcast of 2019. That's coming to Apple TV Plus on the 12th of November. So that's another really good looking Apple series. Dope Sick, as I mentioned earlier, which is based on the best-selling book about the Americans' trouble with opioid addiction. That looks really good and interesting. That's coming to star on Disney Plus on the 12th of November. Doom Patrol lands on Stars Play on the 14th of November. That's for season three. I love that show. I'm very much looking forward to that being back. I've been recommended to pick that up, seeing as I've dropped Batwoman and oh, uh, yeah. Titans and other things. So. It's, yeah, Doom Patrol, it's very silly, but hilariously funny and uh, far more adult than the other shows. It's really, really good. Uh, well, well worth watching. But uh, that's over on Stars Play for mm. the uh, maybe, third season. Maybe once I finish like the two episodes of Stargirl or something, yeah. I could uh, try and pick that up yeah it's worthwhile uh speaking of the uh, cw shows batwoman randomly the uh, <laughs> e4 decided that they're going to run the third season on the 14th of november at 11.05 well that's what they're saying now uh, do not be surprised if it magically disappears again because it's e4 but at the moment that's where it is in the schedule uh batwoman season 3 14th of november at 11.05 Top Gear returns for its 31st season. That's on BBC One on the 14th of November at 8pm. And that's everything we have for this week. If they want to find more of you, where can they find you? You can go over to entertainmenttalk.org. Lots of TV, video games, films and Manchester United, which has been a fun journey recently over there. uh, You can find me talking about all those different things, reviews of those things, doing the Walking Dead World Beyond, doing the May Night podcast, uh, doing the Gaming Talk podcast recently. I've been trying to get out to see Eternals. I haven't quite managed to do that, but I will so soon. So look out for all those things. You can also find us on, if you look on your different podcast platforms, uh, search for Entertainment Talk. You can find us on there. And uh, now and again, I stream on Twitch. You can find me on there, which is eTalk UK on Twitch as well. So you can find me on those uh, different places. Yeah, so go and find Matt over on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, other people involved in the show, you can find Bex, of course, over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. That's B-Y-T-E-S. We streaming lots of uh, retro games and uh, retro chat as well she's been doing quite a bit of 90s stuff recently so 
so uh, go and check her out over on there for other people uh, Daryl at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV series you love which are shot in Canada go and check his stuff out over there for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown or on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week and if you're at mcm birmingham at the weekend i will see you there bye bye goodbye Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.